0: Alright. Are we there? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah.
2: I had in. a little
0: trouble there. Wow. Jamie leaves and we have technical difficulties, right? <laughs> You'd think things would get better. You would think, wouldn't you? So we're going to start this show out. Welcome, Marty. How are you doing tonight?
2: Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: Oh, it's been a busy day here, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on this evening uh, when we get to our comedy company of the week. They, uh, they just threw that one right in my lap. It should make it real easy. So well, let's get her started like we do each and every show. You want to do the honors and give us the Second Amendment, Marty?
2: The Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
0: Absolutely, and I know you, you're just like me. That's probably the most important amendment we, we have. Um, that's what keeps the tyrants at bay. Otherwise, we'd have been done a long time ago as a country.
2: Just who's here?
0: We got Mr. Wyatt Franzen from The Blind Guy of North Dakota. Thank you again. What a great sponsor, along with Laurel Auto Repair down there at 309 South Washington. Guys, we can't do it without you as long as we're talking about that. If you look up in the upper corner of our screen, you're going to see a and 701 donation, something new that uh, we were able to figure out finally. So if you want to just scan that with your phone, your QR code, you can make a donation to us and help keep this baby rolling, guys. And we can't do it without, without the great support of our supporters. So... Well, we got chats are rolling. David Fetting, good to see you guys. Glad you're joining us. He's 1760 Sports. Guys, if you don't know who David is, I, I don't know if you are familiar with him, but he's uh over there in Mandan, North Dakota. Got a just a home based FFL and does some great work. And that guy is definitely an MV and joins us and has a lot of fun. Lynette, good to see you there. Sean McFarland, good evening. God's blessings. Same to you. And Waylon Turnus. Kevin Gills, all the way from Pennsylvania. I don't know if you've ever seen him on here. Have you, Marty? Mr. Kevin (laughs)
2: Gill. Yeah, I have. I love his
0: comments. (laughs) Just a few times, right? Brian, i Glad to have you on. Now, Brian is one of the guys. Yeah, he's been helping us out with quite a few things. So we're happy. Uh, He's got some good gear of ours, and he's been helping us with some tickets. And Eric Newman with Grizz's Taxidermy. So Grizz is making us uh, a little something. He hasn't told me what yet, but we're going to find out what that's all about. He needed some antlers. So I got those for you, Eric, and I know you got Jamie's. Also... If you guys want to quickly, we got a couple things up already. I'm just going to go through this quickly. Like, there's the hats. Um, if you want, you can go ahead and scan that. That's one of the hats. That's the camel in black. Like I said, this is all brand new to us, and we'll be able to do this now from now on. And you can get a hat. It comes into us. As soon as you purchase that, we'll get that in the mail to you. And here is the other camel hat we have. By the way, that's Eric Newman right there, Grizz's Taxidermy he modeled that for us, send it off to us. So hats of 30 bucks, just like everything else. And uh, yeah, works pretty good. Well, Marty, I, I know that we had a little something else planned for tonight as far as a different kind of show. And I thought it was a great idea. So with that, Marty is filling in for Jamie. Jamie is on vacation, having a good time, I guess. Uh, I bet you the cores Light is flowing. What do you guys think?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that's like, um, that's about as good a chance as uh, Trump getting elected in 2024.
0: <laughs> That's 100%. right. And speaking of that, I'm going to see the president September 8th in Rapid City. I got my tickets, taking my youngest boy with me, and he's all pumped up. I mean, that kid, he was the one that snuck his Trump hat on during his school pictures. He told the guy, he goes, are you sure you can wear that? Well, oh, yeah, my parents said so. We had no clue till we got the pictures back, so that was great. So we're going to see Mr. President Donald J. Trump, the 45th and the 47th president, right?
1: There you Hopefully. go. Where are they holding it at? What's that? Where are they holding it at?
0: Uh, it's going to be down at the Civic Center um, in the ice arena. Um, that's, uh, it holds about 6,500. I wish they'd have used a bigger venue. They just yeah. built that brand new venue, but I guess they call it the monument now, but it's always going to be the Rushmore Civic Center to me. So, you know how that goes. All right. Well, I, you know, Marty had a great idea here and I'm going to turn that over to him pretty quick here. He, you know, we got to talking on the phone and he brought up the fact that where are all the heroes today? Where are the people to look up to? You know, our generation had them. Marty had his guys, uh. I had several people, one of them being my grandfather who was a World War II vet, knew what freedom was about, knew how in danger it was. And he, I mean, he, he couldn't have pounded that into my head more growing up. Um, another guy, believe it or not, was my government and history teacher. And that guy, I go to church with him to this day, 90 some years old. He's the guy that inspired me to learn the Constitution, learn what it was about. And how fragile it was and how we could just lose it like that. And I thought, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's have a show about our heroes and who to look up to. Because today, really, who do our kids look up to? Well, they look up to what? Google and Microsoft? And that's not a good thing. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Marty. And I got some pictures loaded. So we'll talk a little bit and go back and forth here. And let's see what we do. (laughs) Well,
2: I tell you what, that's been on my mind a lot. You know, where are our heroes? You know, and I, I grew up, uh, you know, with a lot of all, all my heroes were either cowboys or hunters, and it always revolved around guns. And, and the earliest hero that I can remember was, uh, was actually my grandpa, Clarence Beard's hero. And that was Steve triplet. And, uh, when my, uh, grandpa's father left the family, he at 13 went to stay with, uh, Mr. triplet his name was steve but everybody called him mr triplet now he came up this area um, driving cattle in the in the late 1800s and uh, actually settled down um, between halfway between me and Moffat. Okay. and uh, he he took my grandpa in and and he always had a Colt pistol on him with five notches and he never <laughs> told my grandpa what they were for or who they were uh, you know but um he uh he also loved to ride his horse up on them big buttes to the southeast of me and he would just stare and my my grandpa always told me he he was always checking to see if there was a posse coming from texas <laughs> but you know that that was the guy that took my grandpa in and um we my dad named a horse after him and, and that was a great one you know and in and, and um, you know, the, the song, my heroes have always been cowboys. That's always been one of my favorite songs. And my uncle, Leslie Clark, um, I don't know if you have a picture of him, but
0: I do uh, just give me one minute here. I'll pull that up. I might have to pull that chat down. I'm trying and, to do it all I, myself tonight. <laughs> so. and, and
2: these heroes that we had played, there we go. That's history. the guy, right? Yeah. That's the guy right there. Leslie Clark. That was my great uncle, Leslie Clark. And I actually have uh, his gun here to show everybody tonight. And actually, it was my.
0: um, uh, All right. Let's see it. There we go. There it is. Thirty-two
2: Winchester, eighteen ninety-four, was my great great uncle Bill's Clark's rifle, and then he gave it to my uncle Leslie, and who in turn gave it to me. But, you know, the, the heroes that we even in the movies or in music, Clay, that I, I believe that the heroes are missing. And I think the American dream has led to a lot of boring people um, that don't make good old fashioned heroes anymore. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll be able to tell stories about my grandpa shooting and and um, and my great uncle, uh, you know, running. 32s through this baby at deer and actually my great great uncle shot a mountain lion with this gun in the same area where my daughter shot shot one. so you know that goes back to a lot of this history but I I just feel with the movies people watch now uh you know we had Audie Murphy and and um John Wayne and and uh you know uh, and they always had guns in the movies and they oh, yeah. shot them like this. They didn't turn them sideways. I really believe that.
0: Oh, you like- mean it didn't get out there and go like this? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. accuracy, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I tell you what, uh,
2: you know, and, and without that, um, I think there's going to be a lot of kids growing up lost. Um, you know, it, even even grandparents nowadays, everybody's so busy living that American dream and chasing that bigger camper and that newer pickup and that big great boat. big boat and um, that they lose track of that quality one-on-one time of taking your grandkids out or taking your kids out if you've got young kids and making an impression on them and, uh, you know, have them have somebody to look up other than what they'll seek. I mean, kids are going to seek heroes and if you don't push them into an area uh, or a path, they'll find their own. And you know, today that's not going to be a good idea. I,
0: I think today it's probably even more important than it was when you were growing up or I was growing up. Think about this. We had those people to look up to probably to guide our moral compass. I know I get a lot of my, what I believe and the way I was, you know what I formed as an ideology from my grandfather. If it wouldn't have been for him, and I I love my parents, but my dad always leaned left and was part of the Democrat Party, so that that could have been a, a problem. I wouldn't probably be here today, sitting here doing this. But now, you know, I had I had structure. My parents stayed married. They you know, they only been married for over 50 years. Me and my sister both had, you know, when we when we did good, we got told it. When we did bad, there was a there was a consequence. And today. I think it's more important they have, that there's people like you and me, and we can maybe carry that torch because there are so many single parent families out there. And especially the boys, they got nobody to look up to. Um, right now, you know, we've got a couple of my, my son's friends that come out here. And I know they come here because they love that structure. They love that family unit. And I'm, pl- I'm glad to do it. I'm glad to have them here. I taught both of them how to shoot. They ride bikes out here. They help with the ranch. I mean, I can't think of a better way to, to be raised, but not everybody has that opportunity. And I don't know, I'm guessing you probably feel the same way about that, that that hasn't helped us at all. We got a lot of kids out there on their own. And what do they turn to?
2: Yeah, exactly, Play, And, you know, and, and <laughs> I give my wife credit. I'll tell you what, um, <laughs> the life I've led, uh, you know, a lot of women, <laughs> would have said, yeah, see you later. He'll do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm truly blessed. And and I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of people nowadays, when they get into a relationship, they pretend that there's something that they're not, or they stop yeah, sure. doing something, they might quit hunting. um, You know, while they're dating, and, and then when they, when they actually get married, they, they start hunting again, their wife can't believe that, they're gone Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: <laughs> From September to yeah. December. <laughs>
2: well, I was this way right away. And my, my first date with my wife was coon hunting. I mean, she knew <laughs> there were no surprises. And I, I give some marriage advice to my friends once in a while. They're like, I'm having real trouble with my wife. And, and I'm like, I suppose you are because you didn't hunt at all. Or, or it don't matter what it is, hunting, team roping, whatever the situation it is. You 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 know, when you when we were in high school together you, you were always roping or you were always hunting or riding, doing all this, and then you just did nothing but uh you know, put on this fake facade and then and then wonder why your marriage is in jeopardy. And I give my wife credit, boy, she's put up with some awful stuff and being gone months out of time with my dogs and but I yeah, very important is is that strong marriage and, and I think that's a big thing. I mean uh, the the heroes are the people that stick through marriage thick and thin, you know. That, yep. That's that's a hero right there. Your wife needs a cape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt joining us there, guys. He's a he's a the blind guy, guys. Make sure you go. To, I think it's a blind guy nd, right? I got that right. Yeah. Yep. Blindguynd.com. guy check dot com. Let's check it out.
1: Flying
2: the internet tonight. So.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Oh, I'm that's glad okay.
2: Travis is here. My God. Oh no, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you see what he said here? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said he totally bang <laughs> you, Marty. <laughs> oh, oh got to have our East Coasters. Guy. Hey, we got to have our East Coasters, don't we? Oh, no, and yeah, he's West Coast, go. isn't he? Go to go yeah, the other way. Yeah,
2: he's over there, and see yeah. he's he, we, he's got to move back. I mean, he's just got to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Eric's chiming in here, and he said the same thing. He says I took Charity, that's his wife, hunting and fishing when we when they were dating. And now I, I can't say that uh, me and my wife went dating uh, on a hunting trip. I did take her out uh, a couple times and went hunting with her. She didn't care for it, but she didn't ever try to change me. She knew exactly who what she was getting when she married me too. And you know we celebrated 25 years this year. I can tell you this, what makes it stronger is the fact that we have a very, we have a strong faith. We, we truly do, and I, I think that's a big key to that too. Marriage is marriage is hard, um, but it's a hell of a lot easier when you have a strong moral base and you've got somebody who they let you be you, but yet you still share the things that you have in common. And I think today too many people give up the, especially the younger generation because of what you talked about. And, and I buy guns. She knows I have guns. She's never tried to stifle that at all, which is good because I mean, I walked away on a date back in the day when the gal told me she was a pita gal and didn't eat meat. And I got up at the restaurant, (laughs) left her ass sitting there, paid for my meal and left. (laughs) So, I I didn't know. I wasn't really looking for anybody that didn't share the same views I did. Maybe that's why it lasted. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Look who joined us, Mr. Jamie Breck. Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, Jamie, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to send him an invite to his phone. (laughs) So then he he should be able to click that. And maybe we can pipe him in here. We'll see. See if how that works. So, all right, Marty. So. Who's, go who's go your to next that picture
2: guy? of Buddy Stowers. I want to. I want to talk about Buddy. He was another one of my heroes.
0: Okay, let me pull that up here now. Okay. I think I have that labeled correctly.
2: <laughs> now, Buddy Stowers is who got me into hounds. You know, when I was growing up, my dad was right us. there. Yeah, there right he is, there. right there. Um, uh, I met Buddy in Oklahoma when I grew up. My dad would let us have cow dogs, and that was it.
1: Really, And uh, I always
2: wanted a hound. And, and when I went to horseshoe in school down in Ardmore, Oklahoma, I, I looked up. Thank God led me to Buddy Stowers because, <laughs> um, you know, it, 37 years now I've been hunting these hounds. And that was the reason right there. He was a Korean vet. He was uh, Choctaw, half Choctaw Indian from down there in um, Medill, Oklahoma. And I mean, he took me down a path that 37 years later, I'm still doing and he, he taught <laughs> me so many life lessons. In fact, now his boys were team ropers and I was down there coon hunting and he would call my dad and he would try to trade my dad, his two boys that were <laughs> team ropers for me. He said, you can have these two team ropers, Dean. That's all they think about, that's all you think about. And I'll take Marty, He's he thinks about hunting, you know. <laughs>
0: No, I I understand that. Uh, I got to throw this in here. Keith O'Donnell says, he goes, I remember you guys may not have hunting when you dated, but I remember you guys spent a lot of times at the lake. Um, we won't we won't really uh, go into that. But yes, we spent a lot of time at the lake, me and my wife, when we were dating, but we did with everybody, and we did. So I, I just had to throw that out there because Keith chimed in on that. Oh, we got Jamie chiming in again here. <laughs> Weak ass internet here at Shirt Lake. He's at Shirt Lake. So I can can't wow. join you guys. You know, I don't know. That sounds like an excuse, don't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be better to go to No Shirt Lake? <laughs> no shirt topless lake, right? Oh my
2: gosh. I bet that's really really is.
0: Really experience freedom there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no awesome. doubt.
0: Corey's out golfing. I thought it was too hot to work. Corey, here you are out golfing. What the heck? He says he's out here golfing. So I don't know. Have you ever golfed, Marty? No, no, I've
2: never. But you know what? I've never watched a football game or a basketball game or, <laughs> or what other things? Uh, baseball. Yeah, there's But you know, I don't care if other people do. My you brothers, an they old
1: boy.
2: yeah, never either of that. I mean, <laughs> uh, I think about only hounds, and I shot horses for twenty-five years, so it was basically um, horses and coon dogs for me. That's pretty much what I thought about.
0: Well, and you know what? I know you've been successful at coon hunting. Um, you sent me a few pictures here, and check this out, guys. That was a pretty successful hunt with the hounds, yeah. and uh, maybe you want to tell us a little about that look like some big coons
2: <laughs> yeah they were some big coons you know and you know i don't start killing coon i i hunt coon year round five six nights a week because i train a lot of dogs but i don't actually start killing coon until november um that's when they're good and prime and they're at their the biggest that they're going to get and they're worth you know or they were worth more money back then but <laughs> yeah. um you know i i don't know what it is about hounds i like I like hunting young dogs, and hey, you know who's getting into coon hunting? Our good friend Leon Francis. Leon,
0: it's what you were saying. You know, and, and you know what? That that kind of drops the gauntlet now for me and Jamie, because I haven't been over there to join you yet. And, and I know you've invited me, but now I have to make it happen. I can't yeah. let Leon outdo me. I mean, he's a city boy.
2: He's got one of my pups now, and and Leon's going to be coon hunting over there. Over on the east side, you know, and he's excited. He he's never been coon hunting before, but he's got one of my pups. He's him and his son are gonna be coming over hunting with me. And uh um yeah, he's in for uh <laughs> it's no shirt like Oh yeah. my gosh, Jamie just sent Wyatt a picture. It's oh uh,
0: yeah, I'm loading it up. Don't worry, we'll have it up <laughs> soon here.
2: Yeah,
1: the matriarch here. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we don't want to see it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh...
2: Clay, those heroes that we had growing up, um, you know, I, I what I'm encouraging everybody to be, anybody that's commenting here or anybody that's listening, is be one of those heroes. And, you know, another one of my heroes, and I didn't get a picture to you of her, was my great aunt Gladys Clark. Okay. Um, she taught me how to can. And she, you know, so even the ladies listening tonight, and and thank God, I noticed you have quite a few lady viewers and commenters while right there. Um you know, uh, uh, the stuff that you, you th- there's, like I said, my aunt Gladys was my hero. She, we canned in an, almost an entire cow that that got hit by a car when we were moving cows. And uh, she she taught me so much stuff there. And she was a big gardener. She she took care, she was a homester. She would drive the wagon when my uncle and her moved cows 35 miles to put the calves in, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, I'm not leaving those women out it, it, you don't all have to be coon hunters or whatever, but, you know, be somebody's hero. And, uh, you know, like I said, a woman was my hero. That was my aunt Gladys too.
0: Well, I can tell you, you know, I, when I look back, you know, I really had a, you know, you and I talked about that. I, my grandpa, he was, he was my hero. He was my mentor, but I had several, my grandmother. Uh, you know, her and grandpa were out on the ranch uh, to, to the south of town, uh, Lemon. She is the one, because my dad didn't hunt, guys. He, if he did, it was, it, well, he wasn't a hunter. So when I went out and learned how to hunt, and I kind of did it on my own, a couple people took me. I was always the example. I always told people, listen, I am the example of take a kid hunting. Um, Eric, In fact, Eric's dad, uh, who was listening tonight, Eric, him and, and his brother, Ryan and Adele, took me out. And I've been hooked ever since. I mean, that truly is what sparked my interest in hunting and shooting. Well, my grandma, she's the one that I finally hit a bird. I went out grouse hunting. I missed, I missed, I missed. Boom, I finally hit something. I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> no one had ever showed me. My grandma is the one that showed me how to clean grouse and what to do with them and how to cook them. And, you know, we were out there 40 miles south in the middle of nowhere. But that's how they lived. You know, they, they lived that way. She knew how to can. She knew how to make all these things. Luckily, my mother-in-law does that too. And now Donnell, you know, we had our milk cow and we still do. And when she starts milking again, she we didn't know to do with all this milk. There's tons of cream. Donnell learned how to make mozzarella cheese and she started to make you know, cottage cheese and make all these things. And now we have all that nice fresh stuff that we don't have to buy from stores and it's way healthier. And you got to pass in traditions down. And like I said, my, my grandma actually, I'd go out to that ranch and spend as much time as I could probably where i got my love for ranching and my wife i couldn't do it without her here guys she's my right hand man she she's running that tractor she's running that baler with me yeah don't count the women out guys they're 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 very very important hey marty eric newman asked do you eat the coons marty he says i like them fried in butter
2: (laughs) i've eaten a lot of coons i when i used to go to parties i would I would cook. We used to have big parties where we would cook raccoons. We'd cook a whole deer down in the river bottoms. And, and, uh, my, my best story about, um, cooking raccoons is I, I like to pressure cook them most of the time Mm -hmm. and then make it like shredded pork or something like that. It's real good. You don't even know the difference, but I also like for the effect roasting a whole coon and, uh, I was, I took my hounds up to my friend's deer camp up north, um, up by the lakes, Kakawea. And I had two coon in there, roasted up to perfection. And, uh, we just put them in the oven finished cooking them. And everybody got in from hunting that night and they were all eating and, (laughs) and they had, they thought it was a goose and they were tearing into that raccoon like nobody's business. And, and uh, <laughs> one of the one of my friends' buddies said, "This is the best goose I've ever eaten." I said, "Have another front leg off that goose."
1: And he front looked. At me and <laughs> he like he that. checked
2: that out, and here he's like, "He don't have front legs." And I said, "Them do." <laughs> <laughs> then did you have to tell him what it was? Oh, I told him what it was, and he got real silent and. He said, "Well, now that's the best coon I've ever eaten." <laughs> but yeah, I've eaten a lot of them. I mean, I don't eat very many of them anymore because, you know, I have a brief in my freezer every year. So, I don't right. I don't I don't deer hunt either. Well, I, I don't hunt anything other than coon, bear, and mountain lion. So,
0: and- um, I imagine you're like me you you probably process your own beef uh, we got everything here i i did take one to a to butcher here a couple years ago just because i didn't have time to do it and i wasn't satisfied so I, I will be doing ours again this fall but another skill that so many people don't have but i think they found out during china virus it was pretty important to have those skills again um, i know that a lot of these butcher shops are just packed uh, they become a year two years out before they could even get your beef in. i can tell you right now the fact that i know where my meat comes from that's in that freezer and how it was you know prepared and, and how it was cut up and that is just I, I don't know i don't think i could live in town i don't think i could buy from the store anymore but uh i, I just i was wondering i'm guessing you do the same don't you no
2: i i'm not set up to butcher beef mm. i i have a good friend of mine um travis schwartz they started a butcher shop but i just i don't have a cooler and you know, um, I don't I either. That's why I wait till.
0: That, that's why I wait place, till fall.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, if I started processing beef at my my place, Clay, my neighbors would start getting real nervous. <laughs> well,
0: I always tell my neighbors, you know, things got real serious real fast when I have hogs, because hogs will eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that things got real bad real fast, or 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 things elevated real fast here if I have a whole bunch of hogs here. You know what happens. Yeah. So.
2: Well, I, I have had we've I've had hogs at my place. Um, I haven't in the last couple of years just because it hasn't worked out. And I, I did process all of them. Of course, it's a lot easier to process a hog than hang a beef for 30 oh, days.
0: Yeah. We used to well, we haven't done it for a couple of years, but we used to at least get together and do probably three or four pigs in a day. Um yeah. just because they're just not that tough to do. Um they're actually really easy. We've even started rendering our own lard, and you know, Trent. Trent's always talking about uh, the benefits of lard well that's pretty much what we use for cooking again and that's kinda unheard of today. Nobody uses lard to cook with well that's
2: that's another thing my hero aunt Gladys taught me is
0: is i don't i use some lard
2: um but i mainly use, I use a lot of beef tallow and I no. render you know gallons and gallons of beef tallow down and um you know when when you have to go back or you get you go to somebody's place and they're cooking it in um you know, these uh, processed oils and, and stuff like that, um, you, you, you can tell instantly and, and I oh, make yeah. a, a lot of beef tallow.
0: Yeah, that's, that's well.
2: Gets his beef tallow and lard anyway. is for me, you know. Oh,
0: he don't well. do it himself, huh?
2: Oh, he don't do it himself.
0: Oh my goodness! Wow, well, now you—now the secret's out.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's too busy. Kelly,
2: his wife, his his—God uh, bless her, his wife. I was gonna
0: say, you want to talk about someone who got bl- blessed in his life, and that was Trent.
2: <laughs> oh, exactly.
0: He travels yeah. all over, and I think she's the one that ramrods that place.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, she's a real good woman.
0: So Eric's chiming in here. Uh, we'll go through a few of these comments here. Hogs clean the meat off and straight bleach dissolves the bone. No DNA left. So he threw that out there. Jamie's chiming in here. He says, you're really pounding that Alabama moonshine this evening. <laughs> there ain't that much in there, Jamie. We're good to go. Well,
2: I, I still think the scariest noise that I've ever heard and believe me, being in the woods five, six nights a week, I've had some scary, heard some scary noises. But, you know, a good friend of mine um, up by Monoke, and we, uh, we killed probably 15, 20 coon that night at his place. And uh, he raised pigs. And I skinned all them coon right there. And then we threw them into those hogs. And the squealing and the screaming that them <laughs> buggers made, I was like, oh, my gosh,
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if they even get a cent of, of blood, they go nuts.
2: Yeah, I, I told Scott, I said, man, aren't you afraid? Because he, he's the one that told me to throw them in there. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, I said, well, aren't you afraid, like, if you fall down in there? And he goes, uh, yeah, you don't want to fall down
0: in there. Right? <laughs> no, you'd probably be a goner. I didn't know that. You taught Jamie how he said, Marty got me started on pressure canning world. Love canned goods absolutely yeah and i know some people had one guy just he kind of texted me here he says uh loves the show but it's it's kind of strays from our second amendment issues which is true but it doesn't this all ties in um like you and i talked about that a little bit earlier how this all ties in because the second amendment of course defends us we use our second amendment uh, to do some hunting and protect ourselves and if it gets that bad we're going to need that second amendment to like you said protect yourself hunt do whatever you need to do, and you're gonna to have to have them skills, guys. And it all is, it's all connected. You're gonna to have to be able to be self-sufficient if, if it ever comes to that. And that's how our that's how our heroes, like you were talking about, that's how they grew up. I mean, even my even my grandparents, they grew up that way. I, I learned a lot of things. We did. We got together. My grandpa's all the time. Learned how. That's how I learned how to process beef. Had a big. It was an old schoolhouse. We called it the bunkhouse that my grandpa bought and moved on to the place, that's where he had his butcher shop set up. And uh, as a kid, I was out there right in the middle helping out, and uh, it was almost kind of like a, a family affair, and everyone come from, well, all the brothers and sisters came too. And we made a weekend of it, and we'd do three, four beef down there. I mean, it was just different times, I guess.
2: Well, yeah, and, and you know, you've got to use those guns. And and all, all the heroes that I had were were strong Second Amendment supporters. And, you know, they didn't just talk about it, Clay. They lived that gun life their whole yes, life. Yes, they I mean, did. Um, they, they were never without guns. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't go anywhere without a gun. I don't even go to the bathroom in my own house without a gun. Not that I'm afraid, but I just make it a point that I have one with me all the time.
0: I carry one quite often around here. Um, I got to sometimes remember that, especially if I go into town and I haven't taken it off and, you know, you're not technically supposed to go into certain places. And I'm not going to admit whether I have or not, but I, I kind of sometimes I forget about it. It's a second nature to me. I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of the same to you. Even when you guys have seen me up in Bismarck, maybe you don't see it, but trust me, I, I've got something on my person at all times. It's just, that's just the way I've been for many, many, many years.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: I even carry one in the blind guy's shop. Just, you know, <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> it's dangerous.
0: Please. <laughs> Happen. never know what's gonna happen, do you? Yeah.
2: I, I love the blind guy show. Man, I tell you what, there's deer, there's big steer. I wish everybody could see these, but at the end of the show, we're gonna have to show some of these big steers. But you know what I love best about my buddy the blind guy? Not that he's blind or anything like that,
0: but that he can fix my sickle mower. <laughs> <laughs> got yesterday. He's my hero. That, that's why you're getting all them parts, ain't it? Wyatt? Yeah. <laughs> so freedom host usa is joining us tonight and i gotta i gotta give a shout out to them they're the ones that are helping us with our problem guys that we had with square.com so i'm glad to have uh have them listening heather thanks for joining us tonight and uh, i hope it's working on our on our new site that we're transferring over and like i said we're going to talk about that later during our comic company of the week but thanks to freedom host because they've done a fantastic job getting us transferred over and we'll, we'll be back up and running and by the way, uh, Heather, if you look, I've, I've learned how to use these QR codes um, for donations and for our store. So it's already working. So thanks a lot for, for everything that you've been helping us out with. And she says it's working. So, um, guys, soon we'll be all transferred over and you'll see a brand new website. Well, with that, we're coming up to the bottom of the hour, a little past. Jamie's got a couple things he wants you to, to talk about. But we're going to go to our first commercial break and thank our sponsors and pay some bills. So we'll be right back after our first break here.
3: The 701 is proud to be sponsored by Lower Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. If you can't stop by, feel free to give them a call at 701-258-6308. Doug and the guys are ardent Second Amendment supporters and will always shoot straight with service and fair pricing. It's been a long winter with lots of snow, ice, and rough roads, so now's the time to get that alignment checked from the curb shots, potholes, and bumpy snow-covered roads. Summer will be here before you know it, so get that rig scheduled for an AC charge. Make sure and tell the guys at Lowry you heard the sponsored Guns in the 701 and thank them for supporting and promoting our Second Amendment civil right. That's Lowry Auto Repair, 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota, 701-258-6308. Your North Dakota proud, patriotic auto repair service. Guns
0: in the 701 is sponsored by The Blind Guy of North Dakota. For all your custom window coverings, you can contact them at 701 222 3932. They're freedom-minded, they're patriotic, and they love the Second Amendment. This husband-wife team was born and raised right here in North Dakota and based out of Bismarck. Again, for your Second Amendment company, for all your custom window coverings, The Blind Guy of North Dakota, 701-222-3932, or visit them on the web at blindguynd.com. All right, we're back. And again, thanks to our sponsors. We can't do that without them. They keep help keep this show rolling, and it is a pleasure to have them joining us tonight. So, guys, during the break here, I was able to get that picture of Jamie. I don't know if we should show it, but here it is. (laughs) He says he's shirtless. (laughs) His chest
2: looks like my uh, face if I ever shaved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sparse and gray, is that what you're saying? (laughs) <laughs> oh
2: my God. Yeah. You can tell he's enjoying himself. Of course, he always does.
0: Well, it, wherever Jamie's at, it's a party, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's right. Pretty
0: much. I pretty agree. much. So, all right. So uh, a couple things here. Uh, Jamie wanted you to talk about uh, canning sausage and meats. And a lot of people don't understand that you can can meat. Uh, we, we we haven't done it in a long time, but we used to can beef. i tell you what, there's nothing like taking out some beef that's been canned and it's always so tender and use it in know, own stew. You can use it in anything and it, it just it keeps forever. So you want, you want to touch on that a little bit?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people are intimidated or afraid. Now, I have had two bad experiences with pressure cookers, but it was my own fault. And I wasn't even canning stuff. I was cooking meat for my dogs and I had one of them explode. Ooh. It, it actually didn't explode, but you know the little pressure relief valve on the top? Like, mm-hmm. yep well when you get to thinking about other stuff and i had it full <laughs> of uh i don't even remember if i had it full of chicken or something but i was i always feed my hounds cooked food you okay. know i i cook that uh, anyway when a chicken comes out of that little <laughs> pressure relief hole <laughs> and it's all <laughs> over your kitchen i mean i had chicken sickles on the roof oh, no. of my ceiling so you know but if you're not I, I don't want to scare anybody pressure cookers are real easy if you watch them and you don't do what i did um and like i said i wasn't canning, but i have canned beef in my um canning room right now that's 18 years old and i'm still right. eating it that's what and i mean as, yeah. dang
0: keep it forever yeah
2: and as far as sausage you know and and uh, jamie had questions about that and stuff like that and i know His grandma, she was a great old lady. I can remember going up there coon hunting. And, um, yeah, she was was a hero. Still chasing cattle around at, I don't know how old she was. (laughs) But, yeah, she was something else. But, you know, uh, I can sausage. There's just so many. And you can find, if you go to a thrift store, you know, they're in everybody's price ranges. You can go buy a brand-new $400 pressure canner. Um, Or you can find one at a thrift store rummage sale and and just start using it. Um, And let me tell you, you'll be somebody's hero when you uh, cook up some uh, delicious canned beef or or sausage or just the stuff that you can do with them and and prepare yourself. You know, even if it doesn't happen, Clay, like we think it will, that pressure canning is is, uh, just a skill that is going to be lost if people don't start doing it.
0: Yep. And I will say there seems to be ever since 2020, um, I can tell you around here anyway, it seemed like there was actually a resurrection of it. Um, people were starting to ask questions, learn. They were putting on little clinics, you know, the, the, the older ladies, and that's something. They were putting them on and, and teaching these younger people how to do it. You'd go to the stores, even up in Bismarck all the canning things are gone, the lids, the jars, all that. And I've, I haven't seen that in years. I mean, we've got a good supply here of those kinds of items. But even them lids, I mean, after use so many times, they, they wear out. They don't hold their seal. And we had to go find a few new ones, and we couldn't find them. Uh, we finally found some online. But I've never had any trouble finding those. But that tells you how many people are actually out there doing this because they finally figured out that, hmm, maybe just maybe i might have to have food of my own i ain't gonna be able to run down the store and get it and uh, so maybe there was some good things i guess everything's got a silver lining maybe we look at that people got a little bit more aware where their food was coming and how to keep it and to learn those skills so i don't know maybe maybe it'll keep going i don't know
2: well i think it will when people figure out that you know just just take tomatoes for example when you make your own pasta sauce when you make your own salsa for example and you don't have all the processing and all the added dyes and, and uh, mm-hmm. preservatives in there. You don't need all that. And, no, no. and that flavor comes through on, on that canning stuff and, and it's unbelievable. Yeah, pemmican, true. yeah, you bet you, Gene, that, that would be a good one. I, I would like to try that. And in fact, I, I put away a gallon of Juneberries um, for the sole purpose of trying to make um, some pemmican.
0: Okay, so you sparked my interest. I don't know what you're talking about with pemmican.
2: Well, that's the original um, food that the um, the uh, food that the Indians made. You know, they, okay. they they took meat. You know, and you and some people have found the old big mortar and pestles, matals, um, I think they call them. What the Indians would grind the meat into a paste and then add fat. Because the fat's your energy, you know. I mean, we've been led okay. yep. to believe that yeah. fat's bad uh, by fat. these doctors. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Fats has got
2: bad processed sugar and processed bleached flour is what's bad. Yes. But and then you add the berries to it, either 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 choke cherries or june berries, and and then dry that. And uh, they would actually, the, the Indians would actually bury that in parflesh or rawhide bags in various places that they knew they were going to be camping and uh, and coming through and, and find it again. So, yeah, um, I, I have eaten it. A, a friend of mine made it one time and it was it was really good. You know, it wasn't the jerky that you think because there's a lot of fat in it for the energy, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, fat, that's a whole other story. Yeah, modern medicine has led us to believe that, oh, fat's just this horrible thing. It's not. Fat has a lot of nutritional value to it. It's just like whole milk. Oh, you're not supposed to drink whole milk no more. I don't even know what, I can't understand why people (laughs) like 2%, honestly. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: that's it's what what they've done, you know, and and people that, you know, go down this cholesterol deal. And, you (laughs) know, when the high cholesterol uh, scare started, is when the low testosterone uh, started hitting America because your body makes testosterone out of cholesterol. And um, so that should be an eye opener for everybody. You know, if your doctor leading you down this road that, yeah, um, you don't need that. And Oh, but uh, well then, I think America's real low on testosterone. Well, there's we there's no, have had a revolution a long time ago. Yeah, th-
0: there's no low T in this particular conference tonight. <laughs> <But> yeah, <they're, laughs> yeah, you meet them too, and, and you're right. You see some of these boys, and I I look at them and go, God, they're kind of femmy today. What is going on? Well, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. They're not eating what they need to eat. They're not getting the the nutrients they need. It's all, I, you know, I listened to Rush Limbaugh, I don't know, for a good part of of his career. And he always talked about the feminization of America. Well, that wasn't just by habits. He was talking about it all, and he, we're seeing it. Just look around right now. I mean, I've never seen anything so crazy right now. Hey, Jamie times in. He says, I only water canned until Marty talked to me about it and did the pressure canning. Now I even pressure can my homemade chili. So <laughs> there you hey, go.
2: Hey, that's not his homemade chili. That's Paula Sue's homemade ah. chili. I, I, uh, I'll I, tell you what. Uh, I have Paula Sue's recipe Jamie gave me, and that is the best chili. Um, I think I could take that to Texas and win some chili contest.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> hearing? I'm kind of hearing this. You know, we're going to be doing that challenge with Jay Dillon from In the Crosshairs with us and Todd Mitchell from Mitchell in the Morning, and we're going to do a shoot-off out at the Rock Range. I'm, I'm guessing you've been to the Rock Range out there of right? No, I haven't. Well, we have to get you there. Maybe we need to have chili. Maybe have catfish and chili.
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> that would that a combination. You know, how about can. coon? How can. about coon and chili? Coon
0: and chili. Maybe chili, chili. made out of coon. <laughs> what was that, Wyatt?
1: A canned chili cook-off, maybe.
0: There we go. There <laughs> we go.
1: <laughs> For the hundredth hundredth viewing or the hundredth episode. Canned
0: yeah. chili cook-off. Yeah, you know, tonight. Tonight, we're at 50, number 52. I can't believe we've done that many episodes, and that's just these episodes. I guess you could kind of count what we did on, on 1270 for a while, but, uh, yeah, 52 episodes already. I just kind of kind of shocks me, honestly. <laughs> All right, we got Gene Cox chiming in here. Now, he's, they call him the mayor of Mulbridge, so uh, Gene joins us, and he says, uh, not sure the spelling, but Wazna, that must be what they call it? Is that what they call pemmican? Could be.
2: I don't know. I never heard about it until
1: tonight. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> learning all. Of, midnight, see?
1: we'll maybe go make some. Yeah.
0: This is an educational show, why You're learning all kinds of new stuff. Hey,
1: that's why I'm sitting here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Eric he chimed in. He says they make salsa, and I can tell you, they make really good salsa. They Eric and his wife. They, we get together quite often at each other's places, and so we ran out, and my wife bought some, and oh, that stuff tasted like crap. I, if you ever bought any. I'm with him. We make salsa too. That bottom stuff, it tastes like sugar for one. And it tastes like crap. I, it ain't even worth buying or eating. Might as well just eat the chip without it if you're going to eat a chip.
2: Well, I'm going to be actually paying Wyatt to fix my sickle mower in Pemmican.
0: There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> perfect, perfect. I'll take it.
1: I'll take it.
0: Gene uh, says catfish rocks. You know, you know, you make good catfish. Uh, you had a little of that when we were doing those deals at Monolkan. You brought a little of that and did that. And I thought it was fantastic.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I haven't been trapping many catfish because of my pelvis. I broke my pelvis a couple of years ago and, and in my oh, boat. Not my cattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was working for the neighboring rancher, the blind guy over here when I broke my pelvis. My nice job. Butt. It didn't even buck me off on the what what's your brand again? The diamond or the well, I got the arrow rafter bar. Arrow rafter bar. I was working. A, I was cowbossing on the arrow rafter bar. Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm. they don't. Kind of gray, they don't have a very good job program.
0: <laughs> on there. Not where the dam <laughs> is, it. I <laughs> don't know where the
1: accident actually happened. Oh, I know where
0: it happened. It was probably on the neighbor's property.
1: <laughs> yeah. well, he's going home, so
0: there's no. <laughs> or well, it could
1: have get off. Well,
0: maybe it was on the section line and that's public you, domain. So maybe oh it's maybe the state God. of North Dakota's problem. Hey,
2: I thought we were going to get back to heroes. Well, we kind
0: of strayed <laughs> off of that, didn't we? Because <laughs> okay. I got
2: another gun to show.
0: All right. Well, we better get back on topic. That can
2: happen here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen. That, that's good, though, you know, on this show. That's why people like it. So. It's not on the straight and narrow.
0: No, we, we, we try to mix it up. We're, this is a different like, – guys, it's a different show, but we're holding our viewers, so they must, be, they must be interested, so that's good to see. I mean, I think it's a great topic, and, and it does correlate. Because if we don't have heroes, that means we do not have the young generation that's going to step up to that plate. I can tell you, I'm worried about it. I really am. And if we don't have that, we lose the country, we lose our rights, and we lose our Second Amendment. So it, it's all intertwined, guys. Yeah well
2: this here is a model 12 22 oh yeah got um, one of them remington pump and my hero my grandpa clarence beard gave me this gun i shot my first jackrabbit i this was what i hunted jackrabbits with when i was a kid oh, and, wow. and he would take me out you know and um both of my grandpas were my heroes i mean they 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 both
0: is this the one Let's see if i got this. is this the right picture
2: that's my grandpa Clarence beard right there. Yeah.
0: There you go. I thought that was the one. All right.
2: So and, there's, uh,
0: there's uh Grandpa Clarence right here, guys.
2: Yep. And I, I spent uh I spent a lot of time with my grandpas growing up. Um they they took me um it, when I was a little kid a lot of places. Unfortunately, they both had problems with alcoholism. And then <laughs> my mom wouldn't let me go with them anymore. You know, I mean <laughs> you know, so uh, but you know I spent a lot of time with my grandpa's I shot my um, first deer with the 35 Remington of my grandpa's and but you know the amount of jackrabbits that this little baby has shot he would take me out and he had an old panel that we would go hunting in and he would take me out and he would send me out to a place where he knew there were going to be some jackrabbits and and he would go on the other side and uh, he would make me walk through all the 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 back in them days the jackrabbits were out in the uh Russian olive trees. So my grandpa <laughs> would make me walk through all the trees and he got to sit down on the end
0: and male and, track and, rabbits
2: and, and shoot jackrabbits. And and he said, uh, he said, You gotta shoot them on the run. That way you can learn. He <laughs> goes, when they get to the end of the trees, they'll stop and I'll shoot them sitting. <laughs> Perfect.
0: So here's one here I'm gonna put up. This is a picture you sent me. Um Bob. Uh, Baker. Right. So uh, tell us a little bit about him. He looks, he's got his NRA hat on. So that makes me good right there. There, I
2: knew you'd spot that. (laughs) I'll tell you, Bob passed away about a month ago. Okay. And uh, uh, he, he was, he was the premier trapper um, in my area. And I would sit and listen to Bob. Bob was, you know, Bob was not going to be, the average person probably did not get along with Bob very good because okay. Bob was one of those kind of guys that was a little bit standoffish until you got to know him. Hmm. And, and he taught me so much. He taught me how to skin coyotes and uh, you know, he wasn't a coon hunter, but he was a just, uh, he, he would catch two, 300 coyotes in this area. And since Bob uh, had a stroke, <laughs> the coyotes are running rampant right now that, since bob is gone yeah and uh you know one thing he he uh, he instilled in me i love to hunt beaver and the spring when the creeks and the rivers are flooding um and bob was a big beaver hunter he he loved uh yep that's my daughters and me there
0: right, uh, i got some more here somewhere <laughs>
2: there's one of me with a bunch of beaver but yeah um bob uh, bob Bob would let out little tidbits of information, and and uh, you know, yeah, he was he was one of my great go. heroes. Yeah, there you oh, go.
0: There's some big beavers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice beaver. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice Those are some nice hairy beavers you got there. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, knew this. I, I this.
2: is like the Jamie. Bre- this has become the Jamie Brett show now. <laughs> But I, I've been blessed. You
0: know what I noticed most? They got big tails.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the good thing about when you're hunting beaver, you can let the little ones go. You know when I trap beaver, if I catch a little one, um, you 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 catch a beaver in a trap, you got him, you know, but but you can be made way more selective when you're hunting beaver.
0: So and, uh, for the for the podcast, the people that aren't aren't going to be watching this or seeing this. So I got a picture up. Marty's got these huge hairy beavers with big tails. he's got a spotlight on the top so i don't know what that says but hey looks like a good time (laughs) oh yeah it it is a good
2: time and it's it's perfectly legal
0: in north dakota you mean game and fish fish mismanagement doesn't come down on you for that
2: no i it's a lie you can hunt beaver at night with a six-foot light
0: good enough (laughs) yeah
2: but i mean i hunt them in daylight too
0: you know so do you trap them or do you go and actually oh, shoot them? I've trapped
2: a lot of beaver, but you know, I I like hunting beaver because I can be selective and shoot the big ones.
0: Good enough, yeah.
2: You know, that's it, like raccoons. You know, if you get if you tree a litter of raccoons, um, in the fall, and there's going to be five or six raccoons up that tree, um, and they're going to be scattered here and there. You know, that's a litter. And if you shoot all them coon, they're going to be in, in, in even in November, they're going to be blue leathered, which that means not prime. And, and so I'll let those coon go and, and let them prime up, you know, unless I'm at a feedlot or somebody's losing chickens or something. Right. And, and so I can be selective with my hounds. When I was trapping, I couldn't be selective. I caught, you know, I had to utilize all that stuff. When now when you get to a tree and your dogs are treed and, and you see a coon, usually them old boar coon, they might be, they, a lot of old boar coon will move in pairs. Okay. So you get to the tree, and they'll usually be as high up as they can go. A big old boar coon likes to climb high, and um, and, and there might be one or two. Then you know that you've got some, some coon worth shooting right there. But, you know, I, I like hunting. I don't hunt anything else besides coon, like I said, and cats and and bear. But um, when I trapped, I, I just took whatever. It stepped in the trap, I took it, and I had to use it sell
0: it well yeah i suppose i mean when you trap it you kind of don't have a choice yeah so jamie wants to know what's the heaviest beaver that in, in that harvest the one that we just had up there
2: oh gosh uh, so what uh it
0: nice <laughs> 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 i even heard that <laughs> oh that's
2: my brother bill you know and he takes after both of my grandpas right now he's so good at <laughs> drinking beer but hey um <laughs> back on subject
0: I think I get when I get done. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna have to hop in the vehicle and come up and join you guys. It Looks like oh fun. My gosh, yeah. <laughs> you, well, don't worry,
2: they'll it's, still be here. You can drive <laughs> all the way from down there. I think the biggest beaver. I don't know in that. I, I think the biggest beaver that I've ever got. I think was 72 pounds. Wow. Nice. Nice. And um, yeah, that was a giant. Uh, actually, my son-in-law shot it. I told him, I'm like, uh, we were coming along there. We come around that bank. And there was this, it looked like a small bear sitting on the bank there. <laughs> and, and he wasn't even getting ready. I think he was afraid for his life. Because let me tell you, beaver hunt in the spring out of a boat, Bill will tell you all kinds of stories. But um, it's it's <laughs> a little sure bit I risky. Know. It's risky. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I said, shoot that one. And uh, he got that big bugger. I mean, it's a it's a 3X blanket. I mean, it's a ginormous beaver. I got it. I'm actually going to sew it. It's going to be part of a bedspread I'm sewing together for wow, my son-in-law wow. and daughter.
0: That'd be awesome.
1: It's got to be half the bedspread. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, Eric says he's going to mount. If he ever gets a small beaver, he's going to mount. You know, maybe I need to talk to Eric. I bet. Uh, I'm guessing the invite's still open, but I'd love to come over and and beaver hunt with you. And I bet Eric would enjoy it, too. you care if I bring bring Eric with me when we come? I'm sure if you know, he might. That would, that
2: would be good, yeah. We, you, you guys would, ha- would have a great time.
0: Because Eric usually goes, he's part of our Rax adventure team, too. And we usually go to Florida about every third or fourth year. And we're heading down there in this coming year in 2024. But he had the opportunity, and I know he's going to love hunting beaver or anything, because we were running them hogs with dogs. I wasn't there that day. And then they jump off and have them dogs and then jump off on them hogs and stab them and I missed out on that, so we're doing that this year. <laughs> I decided well, to go fishing that you day. Know what? Unfortunately,
2: we will will run. We'll take my boat and run up to the bank real quick when there's a big beaver out on the bank, and and you can run up and stab <laughs> and You, you, you <laughs> Don't you miss go. out. I don't, don't want get, anybody to miss out.
0: Don't get bit. They got sharp teeth. Yeah, we, we
2: could run the grand. I'm, I'd have to check on South Dakota's regulations on on hunting out of a boat, but we could come down there. Hey. And, the we
0: if we do it on the res, I I know the the res. Uh, <laughs> I know the res game board, so we're good. <laughs> oh, there you go. We'll <laughs> bring yeah, him I, with.
2: <laughs> I love that one. Ain't one thing a monkey hates worse than a live coon dog. I I tell you what, that Buddy Stowers, my hero. I was telling you what, um, he he would hey, tell Matt. that story. Uh, yeah, that he he loved Jerry Clower. That's who. If Jerry Clower oh. coon hunting monkey, you need to look that one up. It's unbelievable. It is good.
0: So uh, basically, Matt Matt Simon's joined us. You probably know Matt, but he asked, uh, "What would you recommend for a first deer for a 12 year old boy, Marty or Clay?" Last few I've tried uh, are garbage. Well, um, I'm guessing you're talking about a rifle, right? So, what would you recommend for a first deer? I'm guessing rifle. Um, I basically I took my sons out and they used my 220 Swift. Um, believe it or not. And that had more to do, you talk about heroes, like I said, my grandpa was one of them. I shot, you know, my grandpa used that gun. He passed it on to me. I shot my very, very first deer with that firearm. That's all we had back then. And uh, then, of course, when my sons got old enough, they shot their first deer, each one of them, with that particular rifle. So now that, we've got three generations that have shot their first deer basically with that gun. And I can tell you right now that I hope they pass that on to their sons, but after that, I uh, I got a 243 for them. I thought that was a good middle of the road. They knew how to shoot, and I think they could have handled it right out of the gate. But uh, basically, as of that Swift deal, that had more to do with tradition and and legacy in our family. But I think a 243 or a six millimeter is a good choice for that first rifle. Myself, I don't know what's your take. Yeah, to
2: get the job done. Yep. Yeah. Anything you know? I we started hunting and it. Um, with
0: twelve oh. gauges, and I put uh, that uh, comment. Sorry, guys. Jamie says his biggest world. beaver he ever harvested <laughs> was about two eighty-five. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I witnessed that. <laughs> yeah, we're
2: just gonna move on, Jamie.
1: always think cord's <laughs> lights kicking in.
0: Man, eighty-five now ninety. Runner across, boys. All right. Um, so David asked Marty if someone would want to get into skinning. Well, tell you what, we'll come back to. Do you? What do you think on the deal with with the rifles? That sound. I mean, that's kind of where I was going with it. Was two forty three six millimeter.
2: Yeah, like I said before, I shot mine with a thirty five Remington. It was my grandpa's. And yep. if you can let somebody shoot their first deer with their grandpa's rifle oh, or their great uncle's it. rifle, or or even their father's, do that because yep. that will make a memory. Um, Big time, you know,
1: and then find some without a bad recoil.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. And that's the to me, anybody that's learning how to shoot or it's their first time, don't take these people out and give them the biggest damn gun that just so that it basically kicks and, and hurts them. And you think it's funny, that's the dumbest thing you can do. You will, they'll never shoot again, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, if you've got an old 30 odd six that kicks like a mule and you're afraid that. of. Don't give your kid that gun to shoot his <laughs> no. first year.
0: With. Yeah, that that's the wrong choice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I always I see these some of these videos online. that's kind of going off. So you see these people, they'll take out their wives or their girlfriends. You know, we were talking about that earlier, and put the biggest damn gun in their hand, and then laugh at them when it, you know, if it's a big handgun hits them in the face, or they're got a scoped gun and it, you know, the scope kisses them. Why would you do that? That just it actually it really. Fire. What's that? <laughs> I you missed that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I i think a
2: lot of that, Wyatt, is that somebody did that to
0: them. Well, yeah, it's and
1: funny, so then, but until you go home later that like, night, yeah,
2: they, yeah, then they try to do it to somebody. I, yeah, I don't, yep.
0: I, yeah, I'm not, not yeah, don't good, just
1: don't do it, don't do it,
0: yeah, so. Let's go then to uh, David. He says, Marty, if someone would want to get into skinning and tanning, what would be your day one advice?
2: Well, I skin and put up all my fur. um, And, uh, you know, I've skinned everything from mice. One time I skinned and and stretched out a mouse fur uh, just to send to our school teacher. (laughs) I, I actually had the kids at our little school out here, country school, we had a trapping. They were going to hire an um, exterminator. And I said, <laughs> no, we're, we're not going to hire. I was president of the school board at the time. And I said, we're going to have the kids trap the mice. And they actually had a contest.
0: Awesome. And I,
2: I skinned out a mouse. And then I stretched it. I made a little board, um, stretching board. And I, I told the teacher that with all the mice, I was going to make her a cap but you know just skinning stuff is great practice
0: a mouse cap that'd be great
2: (laughs) you know i want to make i've got a first sewing machine i want to make the best cap i've got in the plan for my grandson is a cap made out of 13 stripers
0: i've
2: I've got four 13 stripers that i've got now here this summer so it's going to take quite a few but let's say you're going to
0: need a few of those
2: yeah we're going to need a few of them but when i get it done it's going to be good but as far as tanning, I've, I've had, I've tanned a lot of fur myself with varying success. I mean, if you want to hang it on the wall, it's not bad. But if you want to make anything with it, I use two tanneries, um, Moyles out of, of uh, Idaho, and I use Tubari out of New Jersey. And they tan all my fur, and it comes back. I mean, it's just the most beautiful. I can't get that result. And, and it's not that um, expensive. I mean, it's, it's going up.
0: All right.
2: but, so, you know, I don't, well, there do isn't
0: uh, very many tanneries left in the United States. No. Is there?
2: No, they, that's another, they, they've industry. regulated
0: them out of business.
2: That's it. There you go. It's like fur, you know, people that, uh, complain about, uh, trappers and hunters that complain about fur prices. I always tell them how many fur coats does your wife have? You know, because if we don't utilize our own resource, why are we relying on Russia and Greece and uh, Korea right. to use up all our fur when we don't use it? That'd be like a rancher not eating beef. <laughs> I don't see too many ranchers raising cattle, but it's okay for all these trappers and hunters, fur hunters, to not utilize fur just to sell it for the money. Use it yourself. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes right. they don't like that, but well. I don't
0: i always keep threatening my wife i'm, I'm going to get a big buffalo hide and i want it tanned and i'm sure you've seen <laughs> legends of the fall if you haven't i want her i want one of them robes huh she goes i don't want you to get one of them because you'll wear it i said damn yeah, right i'll wear yeah, it yeah you betcha my, i've had a in lot public
2: of, i've had a lot of <laughs> coats made for my wife and daughters i've had bedspreads made and now i bought a fur sewing machine so i've been making my own stuff but um my wife was apprehensive at first. She goes, where am I going to wear it? And I'm like, everywhere. When everywhere. you wear it out, I'll buy you, a, you know, I'll have them made. I, I would send my fur in, and the um, uh, the uh, company that I would get it tanned at Tubari, and then they would take it actually over to New York. It was just across the river to um, uh, Furs Unlimited and sew, sew it together for me. I've had beaver coats, raccoon, coyote coats made, and, yeah, oh, I mean— use them they're nice
1: the only drawback to the buffalo my dad's got one of those yeah mm-hmm. they weigh about 40 pounds for, for <laughs> a, a,
0: a, they're heavy they're they're thick yeah. and heavy but, but I bet they're warm tip
1: over in the snowbank you're warm all night <laughs> yeah. well,
0: Clay, my warm meant, body
1: they were meant for
2: wagons or you yeah. know being right. in the rail uh, yeah. being in a, a, a railroad um you know going someplace where they didn't have heat. You were warm, you know.
0: Oh, well, that's why so our
2: dad has to sleep out in the
1: garage. To think it, <laughs> yeah, gonna be warm. Well, that's where the rope's at,
0: he
1: uses it a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe I don't want one, I'll be sleeping outside more. I don't know, but <laughs> no, uh, so let's get way, a few Richard, of these.
2: Richard's one of my heroes, too. He's he's an old cowboy, and you know, mm. a lot of my heroes. They're not the best role models, but they are my heroes.
0: <laughs> no, they're, they're a good role model in their own way. Uh, I mean, we've all got our own sins and demons, I guess. Well, you could say you know, I'm not perfect. I know that
2: yeah. my dad and, and Richard were old rodeo cowboys. And, and back then it was a different, a different <laughs> times. And another good hero of mine was Richard Bame And, and those guys were hard drinkers and hard fighters and, uh, rode bucking horses and they did all kinds of stuff you know nowadays you see kids riding down the ditch on a broke horse with a helmet on
0: I and I'm yeah like, you
2: know, and, and then the mom and dad or or let's say the dad's not wearing a helmet i'm like well you're the livelihood of the family and you're not wearing a helmet but you make your kid you know, it, and I yeah. understand safety, but I'm not going to wear my seat belt
0: either. I'll pay Me neither. I'm going to be a – once again, with the stroke of a pen on August 1st, I will be a lawbreaker uh, yeah. <laughs> in North Dakota. Okay. Well, let's get to a few of these comments quickly. Like, then we'll go to a break, and we'll come back and this, and, and continue this because I think, well, like I said, we're not losing people, so stay, stay with us, guys. Uh, Eric Newman, he says he's up for stabbing a beaver. There we go. So we're going to make that happen. We're going to do that. <laughs> I don't know, not in this hundred degree heat though. Corey Merriman said that when that river was high a couple years ago, some of the guys were floating it. See, the Grand River runs all the way up past into Corey's land, right, right through the middle of their land. So um he he kind of knows when that comes right out of Shade Hill Reservoir. Um oh, got the wrong one. Here we go. We got uh Luke. Am I gonna pronounce this right? Zalkowski, I hope. When you think that you're savvy about firearms hunting and outdoors, and then you meet Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you know him, Marty?
2: I don't, but I'd like oh. to know him. I mean, he's got a walrus there. Maybe he's from Alaska.
0: Yeah. I, I, we, I, I,
2: we could take my little 14-foot uh, long-tail motor up to
1: Alaska and shoot a walrus. <laughs> I'll have oh, to that'd be that awesome. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I said I'll have to do a tune-up on it before we go. No, yeah, Sorry, I, runs good.
2: Believe me, when it's flooding, like like uh, who was done? Uh, Corey was said they when when that river's flooding, these creeks and rivers. That's when I go out and shoot beaver. Oh yeah, yep. you want something that's gonna start because uh, you know there's a <laughs> lot of guys that drowned in beaver hunting. But you who know if pass. there's not that element of death and dying, then it, it's really not that
0: much <laughs> fun anymore. There's was no damn fun, it's then, so is it Right out oh uh, i want to thank luke luke thanks for listening i think that's the first time i've seen you on here so welcome to the show um cory's got on here he goes uh you know yeah right there at his place yep and it does the grand river runs right through there in fact he's got a little camp spot back there um hey that sounds but, like
2: a good place where we could go chase some raccoons and go camping and have some
0: uh back. we could i mean my cabin ain't too far away i've got a, we've got a cabin down there on shade hills you know what you maybe need to get your South Dakota credentials because it's in South Dakota, but we could go have some fun, Marty. Oh, was, There's I'll coons all over down there. Why <laughs> We'll come, make a party of it. I'm sure Corey, Corey, are you up for it? I'm sure you are. <laughs> hey, I'm sure Jamie and my brother Bill will be
2: up for it. They haven't got coon hunting with me in like 20 years. It could be like a 20-year reunion. No. There
0: you go.
1: No.
0: Oh, now that you mentioned mules, so we're going to get off of the comments quick like, I do believe Marty sent me a picture. Um, right here is that you on? A, is, on is that a mule? Looks yeah, like that's Adam. my that's
2: my mule Vern.
0: That's, <laughs> mule, Vern. Yeah,
2: I named him after one of my other heroes, Vern Hertz. He was my, oh, yeah, neighbor. my
1: neighbor. yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, Vern had the bad habit of bucking. He never bucked me out, He was just ornery, <laughs>
1: well, you know. And
2: and so Vern, come over. My neighbor Vern, come over. And he, and I said, yeah, I got this new mule. You know, I was breaking him at that time. And boy, he would buck, he'd run away with it. Just scary little bugger. (laughs) And uh, he goes, oh, you named him after me. And he goes, pretty nice mule. And I said, no, he's an ornery son of a bitch. (laughs) Just like you. (laughs) And you know, Vern was, Vern is my hero. He's still alive, Vietnam vet. And, and you talk about a gun enthusiast. I mean, oh my gosh, he taught me so much. Shooting
1: range in his basement.
0: Yeah, shooting range. Oh, awesome.
2: who doesn't oh. have one of those?
1: Well,
0: wow. yeah.
1: <laughs> through the wall though.
0: That's been my I keep talking. I'm gonna do that. Now I have to because someone else problem. already did it.
1: Yeah, what's in that house over there?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well,
2: we, we used to shoot in our basement all the time. My dad was a big reloader and, and he would <laughs> yeah, fire
1: through the floor the wrong <laughs> Well,
2: that was built. Cool. That was built. Cool. My dad would oh, that fire was form yeah, my dad would fire form brass in the basement, and we were making 17 REM back in the day out of 223 Lake City match brass. And so we would have to take them down in stages and then fire form them into 17 Remington because 17 Remington cases were hard to get. And we would shoot a hundred rounds in the basement of our house into a big log. My dad (laughs) had a giant log down there. And our our house was like a a haze of
0: (laughs) smoke. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. I mean, we. Sh- I, I've shot in the basement range. Mandan Sporting Goods has one over there. We've been down in Brandon's range, and yeah, I mean, it's it's doable, guys. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. We didn't
2: have the fans, or the- you didn't you <laughs> didn't have the,
0: the the circulation in there. A little lead poisoning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, David Fetting he chimed in yeah. here. He says uh, he set a lot of kids up, and their wives with six five Creedmoor's, two forty three, like recoil, but power of a three hundred eight. Yeah, and I've heard that too. Um, and and now uh, that's. It's a, definitely an option is the 6.5. Guys, it, base, basically all you can do is I'm going to give you a little advice. When you take your kids out, don't try to give them a monster. Let them shoot it a little bit. Um, best thing you can do is see if you can borrow one. Um, I'm sure that uh, Matt knows if you need some. I've got a lot of guns, Matt. I'll get you the calibers if you want to try something different. Then go buy one. It's kind of like I'm going to tell people on a handgun. If you never shot any handguns, go to somewhere like the Personal Defense Center there in Bismarck. Rent your gun. And try several out. See which one works best for you. Because it's going to be, it's a very personal thing. It's what it does to you, what it, how it fits you, how you shoot it, and how you can handle it. And if you're not comfortable with that gun, you'll never shoot it. So buy one you're comfortable with. that That's my best advice.
2: Yeah. And, and the other thing I would recommend for that first-time deer hunter, take them kids out and let them shoot
0: Absolutely.
1: Else.
0: Yep.
2: Let them shoot. You know, of course, we don't have a lot of jackrabbits. I grew up. In a in a time it was great. There was jackrabbits everywhere, and I would take that 22 and I would walk for miles and miles and shoot jackrabbits all day long. And now we don't have those those, but um, gophers, uh, prairie dogs, something like that, cottontails. Nope. You know, and and I think the one thing that deer stands. You know, everybody is is a stand hunter now, because <laughs> my dad would take a tire and put a target in it, we'd roll it down the hill, and my brother, um, my brothers and I would shoot at that tire rolling down the hill, and because when we were deer hunting, we were hunting down in the river bottoms, and the willows, and well, even up on the prairie, we, we were, we were busting brush, and as kids, we were busting brush for everybody else. They got to sit at the end, and my brother and I, Bill, we, we had to go wander through the hills and chase them to them, but I think, uh, I think that Running shots are, a, I, I hate to say it, but I think they're a dying art. Nobody practices them anymore. Everybody no. is more concerned about distance and <clears throat> dialing in and all that or, you know, sliding their door open. Not that I disagree with that, but there's a certain aspect of hunting that's going to be lost.
0: Well, I can tell you running this, running shots. Um, if you hunt coyotes, and I like to hunt coyotes, I don't do near as much as I should, but you get honed in on your your running shot skills, you just do. Um, yeah, the suppressors have made it easier, but you're still going to be taking those follow up shots. And them, them. coyotes run, guys. They they hate. They've been taught to hate people. They're very, you know, that's just the nature of a coyote. They're skittish anyways around humans, and so you want to go hone your skills on running shots, prairie dogs, and coyotes, guys. That'll help you out a lot. Yeah.
2: Yep. yep. And, and uh, there's a lot of things, too, that you can practice at. And, but I think getting that kid out there um,
0: trigger, and shooting trigger
2: critters yep. is, is, is is real important. It is. Shooting
0: done. actual real targets like that, uh, real life. I mean, you can go shoot steel and paper all day. If you've never actually shot what you're intending to hunt, you're going to find that's a whole different experience generally.
1: you got to learn life and death.
0: You got, and you got to learn the life and death. I absolutely I agree with that. That's absolutely well. Let's see. We'll catch up a little bit here. Uh, Gene says that uh, skinning rodents takes me back to mammalogy days, preserving scientific specimens. <laughs> see, Gene's he's a he's a meat inspector. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, he goes around and inspects the the butcher shops around here, and that's I, I'm always love it when he comes eleven. Sometimes I stop in there, and he's there. So catch well, up.
2: Do you know, um, I used to shoe horses for Ray Earhart. He was a meat inspector up here in Mandan.
0: Okay. I just wondered
2: if Gene knew him. He, he was probably does. Guy.
0: I know Jamie had one here, but I can't find that now. But he, uh, he was talking about his first beaver hunt with you. So I was kind of looking for it here. Oh, there it is. Not beaver, coons. My first coon uh, hunting expedition with Marty was probably my <laughs> last.
2: I did it <laughs> twice. My My Dad always told people that you know, my dad just it was nothing but horses and roping and um and shooting for my dad. And so well, my dad took me deer hunting my first year when I was fourteen. He wasn't a he he hunted deer when he was younger. Mm-hmm. and then I was on my own. Um, and and uh, but yeah, he would he said he could tell people's intelligence level if they went once. You know they could have just fa- fallen for it if they went twice. twice. Yeah, they were they were you know borderline <laughs> stupid, and three times they were complete yeah. idiots. I went twice.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. Bill
1: riding two up on a mule.
2: <laughs> yeah, <they> were,
0: <laughs> Well, the third time you're probably <laughs> they were a Democrat the voter.
2: Brokeback Mountain riding yeah. double on oh, that mule.
0: <laughs> I, I am proud that. to say. Hey, I've never seen that movie and I'm proud I'm not, to say that. I was in, I was
1: in back. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
0: Yeah, you know, that was he was the back guy. Ugh.
2: <laughs> I've like, never seen the movie either, but I make fun of it all the oh, time. Oh,
0: absolutely. I know what it was about. That's all Marty said Keith says Marty should be on the show Mountain Men. <laughs> ah. Marty's probably never yeah, seen my. I'm, I'm
2: over at my neighbor, the blind guy's place because i'm I haven't had a TV in twenty five years. So,
0: <laughs> hey, Eric don't have a TV either. Uh, Eric Newman, the guy there, he don't have a television either. But, uh, you know we we got one, but we dropped our dish network and just stream the things we want to watch. So we don't watch near as much of it, and that's a good thing. We actually go out and do things now.
2: I, I take that back. When my cousins from Montana were back, they 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 looked it up at my mom's house. In the mountain man show if so It's the one I'm thinking of. And there was a hound guy on there. Mm-hmm. And I knew right away he was hollering this old guy had a beard and he was a hound guy in Montana. And he was hollering for his dogs and he kept going Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. And when That's they the showed one. the picture of Brandy, he she had a tracking collar on her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. well, "This is." I told my cousins, "I said this is fake." I said that guy has a tracking collar, and he's pretending he lost his dog. And right then, I knew that, you know, there there was another guy on there. I can't remember. There was like two of the guys that I watched there that were pretty good, but there were a couple of them that were I could just tell they. Yeah, that
0: that kind of shorter, older guy. He did a lot of trapping, and he had a guy. I, I didn't really watch it a lot, but I watched it a little bit. I didn't like the guy you're talking about. I saw that episode. I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, just typical television. And yeah, but yeah, that other guy, I really liked him. And he was in Montana. They made him actually his his kids made him come back and live with him, you know, live with them that one <laughs> winter in Florida. And he was miserable because I think he had a heart attack or something. <laughs> I'd have been miserable too. And he he's now nah, I'm getting back and uh, like I said I haven't watched it in years now. But
2: well, he should have went out and gator hunted or something. Yeah, uh, and maybe he did. I guy- I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, that guy, that old guy with the beard, he he actually was from uh, where my cousins are up there. He was in the yak up by okay. Libby, Montana. They they knew him, and you know. But TV d- takes advantage of so much stuff. I mean, uh, I wish it would have never been invented. Um,
0: well, do you remember when we had the Friends of NRA television show? When I was still working at NRA, we were doing we did an episode in South Dakota, and I mean, it, the things they did. It's like, really, um, you know, the host couldn't hit the blind. He couldn't hit the broad side of a lot of things. We went to a class three shoot that I, I got arranged for him. We're shooting sticks of dynamite out there. Well, you know who actually shot the dynamite? I was on the rifle. He was using the modus, not hitting a damn thing. So they put me on a rifle off to the side. I was shooting the freaking dynamite. And then they when they added it all together, it looked like he's hitting all this dynamite. <laughs> so, yeah, TV pisses me off that way. It's all that's why I don't watch much on the Outdoor Channel anymore. By the yeah, way, Gene well, says he didn't know your guy. He only stayed in South Dakota, so Gene didn't know him.
2: <laughs> uh, Jamie said, "My dad his his famous." He said the the best deer sausage that he ever had was pure pork. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Dean, yeah, uh, is that his dad or is that Uncle Dean? Yeah, that's
2: that's my dad. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's your dad. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, he's geez. got an Uncle Dean too. Oh yeah, we actually had uh, Dean on when we were doing that show on 1270 on Memorial Day. Uh, you know, he was a veteran. Came and that was a great show because he he really you know had a great interview talking about Vietnam and and veterans and what we were doing. So we should have him on the show. That'd be kind of fun. I bet he knows a little yeah. bit about what they used for firearms over there too. Keith says the old guy was Tom. That's right. Tom was the name.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gene says, TV survival shows? What do the camera crews eat while filming survival <laughs> shows? Good question. Good question. Oh, yeah.
2: They probably go well, to town and take it, it easy. Kind of like it, that it other moron. show you, Clay. I mean, you got to get your small-town heroes and, and that type of people. And them are the, you know, y- you can still find them people if you go out and look for them.
0: Yeah, um, they're out
1: there.
2: Or, you know what, even, and I always tell Trent, I said, you need to be one of those kind of heroes, you know, mm-hmm. um, get back to the old stuff and, and uh, you know, and and be somebody's hero. And, and, and that's heroes, the most important.
0: Be, like I said, be somebody's hero, whether it be your, your kid, your grandkid, uh, you know, brother, sister, you know, whatever it is. You know, you don't have to be somebody runs out into the burning building, saving someone. It can be somebody that teaches you life skills that you take you're with you your entire life Um, mine like I said was my grandfather that man taught me everything I think I know about just about anything and really my father-in-law after I got married he probably taught me the rest and I think every day I'm doing something on this place there ain't a time that one of those memories don't come back because you're working on we was building our deck all the things I learned there I learned from my grandpa it's hard I was using some of his tools that's the cool thing I still got all his tools And it just kind of resonates, it really, boom, it's right there. And I don't think you get that anymore. You just don't see it anymore.
2: No, I I can tell you one story about my grandpa. And uh, he had this big stump. Now he didn't shoot it full of holes in his basement, (laughs) but he gave me a paint can of nails when I was at his place. And he said, pound those nails into that stump. (laughs) And so I started, and I was a little kid, you know, and I started pounding those nails in there. And then when I got to horseshoe in school, and now uh, if anybody's seen what a horse nail looks like, it's small, it's got a small <laughs> head, and it's sharp on one end. Very and sharp. I just, yeah, my, my instructor said, how did you learn how to nail like that? And I'm like, my grandpa yep. you know, gave me a... a,
1: a, a and, <laughs> said, Go and then do it.' pull
2: them out, he'd have me pull them out, and we'd nail them back in. I mean, a paint can <laughs> full of nails. <laughs>
1: But, no. I'm, and
2: and I'll never forget that and just like you'll never forget about your grandpa. Don't be the grandpa or great uncle and you don't you know if you don't have any grandkids or whatever you've got you've got nieces and nephews. Don't yep. be the one that they forget. Be the one that they remember. And Absolutely. Uh, and well, that's and
0: easy to do. I got a nephew, uh he actually luckily he don't <laughs> live too far from us anymore. And, uh, you know, there was issues at, at, at his home. We'll just say that. And he spent a lot of time out here with us and with with his grandma, with Grandma D. And uh, to this day he comes out, you know, he's doing great. He just got a new job. He's uh, he's really turned out to be an outstanding young man. And uh, I like to think that hopefully that had a lot to do with you know, our influence on him because he could have went a different direction. He sure could have, and he didn't. He chose to be a good person. Uh, He's got a great girlfriend. They're talking about getting married. I mean, it's to see him do that, and now he just got his first AR-15, I'm pretty sure that had a little something to do with me (laughs) because he likes to shoot. So he's going to come out, and I'm going to show him how to use that. And that's all it takes, guys. That's all it takes.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, got a little background noise there today. Uh, Yeah, that's them too. Ah, all right. the The The
2: the, The blind lady and my brother. The boss.
0: All right. Well, Jamie says he's good show. He says, I'm heading back out to enjoy some 80 plus degree shirt lake glass water on the pontoon. Have fun, Jamie.
1: No shirt lake.
0: No shirt lake. That's right. No (laughs) shirt, no shirt lake.
1: He's got it wrong again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell you what, we're coming up on the half hour break. Let's take one quick commercial here. We're gonna go over a couple little things and then we're probably gonna call the show. So you good with that? I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. So, is it midnight? Not yet. Not yet. I'm so.
2: just, just going to be here till, it go, till it's time
0: to go coon hunting
2: anyway. So, I mean, you know, if you have a captive audience, I hope oh. maybe this is streaming into a prison somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, let's see. I can tell you it's 15 on, on, on uh, YouTube <laughs> and three on Facebook. So, it could be. I don't know. All right. Let's take a, a commercial break here, and then uh, we'll come back and uh, wrap her up.
3: The 701 is proud to be sponsored by Lower Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. If you can't stop by, feel free to give them a call at 701-258-6308. Doug and the guys are ardent Second Amendment supporters and will always shoot straight with service and fair pricing. It's been a long winter with lots of snow, ice, and rough roads, so now's the time to get that alignment checked from the curb shots, potholes, and bumpy snow-covered roads. Summer will be here before you know it, so get that rig scheduled for an AC charge. Make sure and tell the guys at Lowry you heard the sponsored guns in the 701 and thank them for supporting and promoting our Second Amendment civil right. That's Lowry Auto Repair, 309 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota, 701-258-6308. Your North Dakota proud, patriotic auto repair service. (laughs) And we're back. All right.
0: (laughs) Hey. Thanks again to Doug and the guys down there at Lauer Auto Repair. They do fantastic work, and I know he's had several people stopping in. So if you need any auto repair work done and you happen to be in Bismarck, give him a call, 701-258-6308, 309 South Washington Street, and uh, he'll get you fixed. I know Leon had to stop in there, and, and uh, Axe sure, sure saved his bacon, really, and got him back to Fargo. So well, after Lauer Auto Repair. Hood,
1: dog.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, so I, I'm going to quick go over the poll um, before we uh, get too far where we're going to be done here. Oops, wrong. And I hit the wrong button. See. Anyway, we uh, – did I not have my poll on here? Here it is. So we did our poll last week, and, uh, of course, we'll have a new one up uh, starting on Thursday probably or Friday. And what we asked was, is what do you do most? What What is your favorite type of hunting? Came in big game with 56 votes, 44%. That was our top leader, guys, which – I thought it might go a different way, but I guess people do probably hunt more deer. Um, Second place came in 23%, and that was varmints, 28 votes. Predator came in at 22% with 27 votes, and winged came in at 11% with 15 votes. So I don't know if everybody voted on that, but uh, where do you fall on that list, guys?
1: Winged.
0: Winged? Marty's probably got to be...
1: yeah,
2: I just hunt with my – if I can't chase it with my dogs, I don't hunt it, except for there beaver.
0: Except for beaver. Yeah. <laughs> so, and speaking – okay, i got to show this picture before we run that, out of time. That's the I love, beaver. I love, <laughs> I love this picture. Guys, let's listen on the podcast. It's worth at least coming in here. And if you don't want to watch the whole show, go do it like an hour yeah. 30 and 51 seconds. Just so you know that's
1: it's, not photoshopped
0: either. That's not photoshopped. Either. This is Marty with a mountain lion right above his head. I'm guessing the dog's treated. Why don't you give us the background on that because that's a pretty cool picture. <laughs> well, the
2: background on that is that's the first year I took my son-in-law mountain lion hunting. And and here. he said, and he coon hunted with me a lot, but he said, well, now do these mountain lions, do they ever try to get you, you know, when you're <laughs> after
1: them or this or that? Roar! Oh. come
0: on down.
2: I said, "You know, we're not going to have any problems." I said, "I've been chased around by bobcats way more than mountain lions." I said, "In fact, I will high five one when we get one tree." So, he was looking at me like, "Oh, okay." So, when we got that first lion tree, I either had to high five it
1: or I was <laughs> a damn liar. <laughs> you know.
2: And and so I will uh, I'll send you the picture of me actually high-fiving that lion. Oh, I just wow. put my hand up and he yeah. So anyway, then I took that selfie with that lion, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I always, I've seen that as awesome. Yeah. You know, and,
2: and I started cat hunting down in Nevada. Oh gosh. I don't know, 25 years ago on the wine cup ranch. And, and I stayed right out there on the wine cup, right in their bunkhouse. I'd bring my either horses or mules down there and I'd hunt for two or three weeks, sometimes longer. Um, and you know unfortunately that ranch has been sold a few times it's cut up into pieces and this and that so that's sad I, I still go to Nevada but that's the story on that selfie anyway
0: well no i just I like i said go check it out guys if you're listening cuz that is pretty cool that that lion ain't too far away from you either <laughs> how, how far up was he
2: well, I was right up there beside him. I mean, I, I, when I say that a bobcat's actually bit me more time, I've never, I've been in caves with mountain lions,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, two feet away from them, and they, they just, they don't even want to look at you. Now, a bobcat, <laughs> they'll, they'll be looking men. at the dogs back and forth, and then all of a sudden, they'll just prick their ears up and stare at you, and they come <laughs> running towards you. But a mountain lion. I mean sure knock on wood um one might kill me this winter but not likely
0: I've never got to go uh, and trap them like that or run them with hounds uh the first year the first season they had in in Rapid City and we only had 3 days to hunt but we took horses down there uh, in South Dakota in the Black Hills they had that first season and we were literally a day behind uh where that we knew there was a lion in there couldn't get him to come in we tried to call we tried, you know never done it before I found a bighorn sheep in there that that lion had yeah. destroyed, and we, like I said, we had three days to hunt. That really is not enough. You'll love this on the way home, because back then they were you had to report it. You know, you bought your tag, and then they only took so many, but uh, you had to report in. We were listening to the radio, eight ten out of Sturgis, and sure as hell where we were hunting, which was in that big bowl where they that they used to do all them experience. That was someone killed a lion there later that day, and we had just been in there that morning. So it was kind of, it was, I guess, neat to know that we were on the right track because I'd never done it before, but I'd love to get behind some hounds. I think that'd be a blast.
2: Yeah, well, we'll go. You know, and the thing about it is them, them lions have such a big territory. I mean, the further- Huge. Yeah. yeah I I um I followed a lion and treated, and we were 12 miles and that was in Montana. We were 12 miles from where we turned loose that morning. And we'd cut that track on several roads and then it went into <laughs> a big area of timber and then went 12 miles.
0: Wow. Yeah, they and, they, they huge areas. Huge areas. Yeah,
2: yeah. And and I've had to stay overnight out there um on the track. And I had a, a buddy with me one time and I said, well, we're either going to stay overnight or we'll walk back to the pickup. We were hunting on foot then. We'll walk back to the pickup. And then the next day, we'll have to walk back in here <laughs> and start this track again. We might not catch it, but I know I can catch that cat in the morning if we stay here. And he's like, he said, I would rather die than stay here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he didn't want a it, part of that. <laughs> it's,
2: yeah. So anyway, we... But yeah. I, it, it, it's an adventure. I mean, then in, in the hound aspect as you know, hunting them without hounds like you were doing. That's an extra type of. Well,
0: it was. And the only, I got a, you know, I knew a lot of people down there and they're the ones that kind of put us on that lead to go in there. And that's why we went in there and they were right. There was a, there was definitely a cat in that area, but he wasn't, who knows where he was those three days. He could have been 20 miles yep. away. Yeah, And uh, yeah, it was a great big male. And I was like, damn it anyway. And, but, like I three days, that's hit or miss. And there was no snow. Um, I know that my one of our great volunteers that was down in Custer did banquets for us. He's pretty good at taking cats, but he, he lives down there. He always waits for that first snow. Then he goes and finds them, and he yeah. says, yeah, that makes it a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> so.
2: yeah.
0: Well, the the last
2: cat, now I haven't been since I broke my pelvis, but the last cat I was catching down there in Nevada was an old female. And and we would run her every day and she would get away in the rocks and the cliffs on us. And and we ran her so many times that my son-in-law and his friends that were down there, they they basically said, if you keep after, and I wanted to catch her, my dogs would get her bait up and then she'd jump from rock to rock and get away and I'd have to go and and then we'd run out of daylight, go back, and then we we wouldn't we wouldn't cut her track for a day and then we'd cut her and we'd run her every other day for four (laughs) days. And they said, if you're going to run that cat tomorrow, we're going home. Mm. And uh, we were, we ended up, uh, we were on the GPS that, that cat had run those dogs through them hills and they finally caught it that night and were treed. And they were 18 miles on the GPS. Wow. They'd went 18 miles. Yeah. So back and and
0: forth and around and yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: I told my friend, I said, I said, I'm going to shoot this cat tonight. Normally I wouldn't shot a female. I said, but I'm going to shoot her and I'm going to send her in and get her hide tanned and dyed pink Pink. and (laughs) then have the pink panther.
0: (laughs) Yeah. love it. And you know
2: what? She got away. Oh, really? Yeah. That my dogs had her treat and I couldn't get to her. Mm. And my GPS went out. We went back to town and charged up the GPS and went back out there. And by the time I got out there the next morning, we oh, were so far in that my dogs were so sore-footed. When she came down the tree, mm. she walked away, and my dogs couldn't walk. And I had to load oh. up and go home.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, they well, they were, did their job. Disappointed in me. Uh, I bet they were like, "Hey, what's going on here? Come on!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, I will tell you what, uh, we're we're running up there about twenty to eight right now. So, anything you want to? We're gonna we're gonna go on to another one last segment here. But anything you want to want to say before we do that?
2: Well, I just encourage everybody to be that hero for some kid. And if it doesn't have to be yours, um, it it just, you know, be that hero. Seek that kid out that needs the the guidance. And uh, if it happens to be yours, so be it. If it's your grandson, whatever. But, you know, we're lacking the heroes that we once had in this great country. Uh, the United States of America, and we need them back because that's what's going to save the country. It's not a bunch of politicking. It's being there for the kids that are coming up.
0: Absolutely. It comes from us, guys. I mean, yeah, we can have elections and elect the people we think, but it don't matter. It's us. It's you. It's me. It's us that's going to make this make it happen again and, and bring it back or or lose it. So, yeah, you're right. Amen. Well, thanks, Marty. Mar- Mar- I sure appreciate it. So you're going to stick around, right? All right. Well, we gotta do the we have got to do the commie company of the week just because of what has happened to our platform. So we're gonna go right into the commie company of the week here. We are gonna skip the happy ending. Jamie's gone anyway, we had one, but because of time we're gonna skip that. But I am gonna do the commie company of the week. So <laughs> I did the long one because these guys have earned it. So we've been using a platform to host our, this with our Guns in the 701, to host our website for oh, going on since last September. So almost a year, guys. Had no problems. We've been trying to get the store up and running. And I was really hoping that this week, tonight, we were going to be able to launch our online store. People have been asking about it. And guess what? Um, we, got, we basically got nixed by square so square.com if you haven't heard of it they are going to be my commie company of the week um i can't nice. stand them got a little I, I got some lenin there and some Stalin, and yeah we got them carl Marx. they're all right there because oh, that's how these guys beautiful operate so if anyone wants that i'll send it to you but that's anyway nice, Kurt. oh what happened here, and I got an email. I was, I was going to put it up here, but I can tell you it's hard to read, so I mean, I can put it up here. But Here's what this email says. Dear Clayton, we recently reviewed your account and have unfortunately found activity that violates our terms of service, including but not limited to the following, Section 3 General Terms, Section 3 Payment Terms. So I went into our deal and checked out the, the terms, and I didn't think we'd done anything wrong. And the only thing I could find in there, and all the crap that they got on there, it's almost as bad as Community Standards, that fascist book. But it, they're the sale of firearms. They, we do not allow the processing or the advertising of sale. We don't sell firearms. We had our caps on here you know, like this. We had our shirts on there. We had all the things that you know that everybody's been buying. And as near as we can tell, what happened is, is it probably came up on the sales side of this thing in one of their stupid uh, algorithms, the word gun, or the word guns. And, of course, these companies don't care. They're, they're woke, liberal pieces of crap, and they just decide they're going to ax you. So they they go on here and they go, we are sorry to inform you that due to this activity, your account will be deactivated in 30 days. We will no longer be able to accept payments related to your business, and we are giving you advance notice of this deactivation of your account to allow you time to transition. Really? well, we're going to transition, all right, uh, from these commie bastards. So they go into this whole thing about, I'll still have access to the site. Um, that they're, they're sorry for the inconvenience. I, I did finally go on there and I found someone to, to actually notify and, and send an email to. I sent the email, same old BS, they were going to review it. I've heard nothing. So in the meantime, I started looking for another host because that's what's going to happen and, and i don't want to do business. Neither does Jamie. We don't want to do business with commie companies like that, woke companies. We like doing business with guys like Wyatt, the blind guy, and Axe down there at Laura Auto Repair, David over there at 1760 Sports. We do not want to do business with these people. And that's how I found Freedom Host. If you saw, they were on tonight. And she, that gal has been just fantastic getting us going. We found another payment processor, Stripe. So if you've been watching, and I know that a lot of people have uh, – been on tonight this little thing this little icon over here that's one of the deals we were able to create with uh, stripe and it was very simple it's allowing us to already take orders and payments we just weren't ready for it because we got to transfer the entire site over to our new host but I, that's my commie company of the week and i'm proud to say that we're going to now be doing business with, with a brand new uh host and that's freedom host usa so if you want their information, I can get it to you. I would highly recommend it. They have been fantastic. I mean, above and beyond helping us out with this, and especially with our design. I'm really looking forward to doing a lot of business with these guys and uh, yeah, making it happen. But as far as square.com goes, and kiss my butt. I'm sure Jamie feels the same way. And I can't wait till we get everything up and running on the new uh, hosting platform so that I can just tell them to, to cram it. We're not going to do anything do any freedom business with them anymore what's that
1: as freedom is still watching too yep
0: i see that we appreciate you yep, still here so um that's the commie company of the week um we kind of got an abbreviated show we i don't know we went a little bit long but that's okay what we were talking about marty i thought that was important so if you have anything else <laughs> you kind of said your piece I'm gonna, you?
2: I'm gonna i'm gonna save that for when we're down there on the grand river um uh, uh at uh you know maybe if we got that internet connection we could do a live coon hunt
0: oh that'd be a lot of fun that'd be a lot of fun you know we tried to go live when we did the prairie dog shoot when i went over there to film with uh, ax and with jamie by the way i do have that video guys but there wasn't a lot that we could video so it's going to be a very abbreviated video but it's pretty much done but yeah we tried to go live and it, it it just takes a lot of power to go live like that so yeah Technology is great when it's working, right? Oh, Jamie sent us a new picture here, guys. Quickly, oh, shit. Uh, this one said they're catching fish, got a little hammerhead. So, there you go.
1: What What is a hammerhead?
0: Oh, a little northern. <laughs>
2: oh, a northern that's he it. said
0: hammer handle. That's a
2: northern hammer. I don't know what <laughs> a
1: hammerhead <laughs> is. I don't know what a hammerhead
2: is. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> we I just we know them as hammerheads there. I guess we're crazy way down. There. I know what a <laughs>
2: bullhead
1: is
0: bullhead yeah yeah
2: hey take a kid bullhead fishing that's all we could go fishing and that's they're delicious there,
0: if you get go you, you can go up to heading North Dakota they're <laughs> mere lake they're just it's if you're gonna catch them it's actually a great one to go and take kids they don't care what they catch when they're little <laughs> they'll catch a ton of them have a lot of and fun. they're take me I
1: don't care what I and they're delicious <laughs>
2: and, I and mean, they are that's, good that's an underutilized fish that's all we had was bullheads on the two fishing trips a year that our dad would take us on.
3: Wait, I do have one story about Wyatt. I took him uh, ice fishing one time and I caught a walleye after about five hours. Of and <laughs> Wyatt reeled it up and I'm like, boy, that's a nice one. And he Wyatt goes, yeah, what is it? He's he <laughs> not a walleye was. <laughs> oh,
0: hey, uh. Thanks, Natural One. Uh, Natural One chimed in here and said, Scott, turned me on to you guys. Great show. Great to have you as a listener and uh, appreciate you listening. Yeah, it's always great to see new guys coming on here. And let's see. Corey Merriman, Flat Creek. Yeah, Flat Creek's full of them too. Hammer Handle. uh, Eric's here correcting me. Hammer Handle. So I got it wrong. (laughs) I will admit I was wrong. How about that? (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I want to thank everyone. We're coming up here. We're an hour and forty-six, so we're getting longer. It seems all the time, but we appreciate everybody hanging in there. Again, if you want to donate to the show and help us along with our sponsors, just go ahead and scan that QR code. I think you guys tried it and it went right there, didn't it? Boom! You can see it. So go ahead and scan that. I'm going to put up a couple other ones for you guys to check out. That's just we've got other things, but this is going to be a start. This is our camel hat, black mesh cap. I'll give you guys a little bit of. Chance here. Scan that code. They're thirty bucks. We that includes everything, and uh, that's one of the new ones. We do have another color that has the brown patch on it, and that brown patch should look similar to to uh, this. And we'll, we can put that one on you. We've got that as well, and then we've got the one here that Eric is modeling for us. I don't have his other picture, but that is our brown duck, and that comes with the silver and black patch as well, and then the camel outside. Same thing. 30 30 bucks we've got some other styles but we got to get the store built guys we just i was able to get these done before the show so scan those codes and uh, if nothing else you can go to www.gunsona701.com right now it's still up and running and uh check out everything there and uh, we'll get you like i said when we transition over to that other the other hosting platform we're going to be ready to rock and roll so you'll be able to get everything you need again we are live on friday K-F-Y-R, Mitchell in the morning. Uh, we have a great show there. We're on for about, what, 20 minutes. And, Todd, I think this week uh, we're going to we're gonna revisit Eric Church. It's uh, kind of disappointing at the State Fair so many were there. But we're going to talk about that and the Jason Aldean thing and tie that together. A couple other subjects we're going to have on there. Tune in and find out. 5.50 a.m. radio, 740 Mountain, 840 Central. And then, again, in the crosshairs with J.D. and Clay, KFYR Plus, guys, that's the streaming service from KFYR. In the crosshairs. that comes on at 1130 Mountain at 1230 Central. And, of course, every single Wednesday night, you can find us right here, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain, 7 o'clock Central. With that, you got anything else you want to add before we sign off for the night, guys? Well, when we do meet up to go coon hunting, I've been
2: saving my Bigfoot stories for a special occasion when you're with <laughs> and you and Jamie and I'm going to tell you guys now I've never actually sighted Bigfoot but I've had some extremely spooky stories happen to me while coon hunting that could be nothing other you know and you're down in Bigfoot country I mean down there by Little Eagle down towards you oh, there yeah. was a lot of Bigfoot sightings and I got two strange occurrences that so, happened to me
0: okay now I gotta ask if you have a shot do you? Would I? Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, that's the <laughs> That's, that's Many. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's.
1: Same big but the big question,
2: that's not the question, Clay. Yes. Will it do any good? Will uh, it be effective? You know, I don't is know. it, you know, is that really a live ammo? I don't know. I think who knows what it could be? It could be something that we can't shoot.
3: But it I know be. two
2: times, the only way I could explain what happened to me was. A Bigfoot type creature that my dogs and mule were petrified of. Not Mm. just me, but my mules and dogs knew something bad was there.
0: Well, I know you did a couple (laughs) lives. (laughs) No, my
2: wife wasn't out there.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There you go. You got it right here, guys. We're going to have Bigfoot stories right here. We're first. Guns in a 701, first on the scene, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I'm not
2: kidding. I believe
0: you. No, I'm looking ahead, forward to it. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, again, thanks, everybody, for supporting the show. We want to thank our sponsors again for uh, supporting this and, and what we do. We try to spread freedom, protect the Second Amendment. During a legislative session, we try to keep you up to date. I want to thank Laura Auto Repair, 309 Washington Street, and The Blind Guy North Dakota, blindguynd.com. Guys, check them out. They are patriots. They believe in what we believe, and that's who we want to do business with. So until next week, tune in on Friday morning, 740 Mountain, 840 Central, for the next episode on, in, or on KFYR with Todd Mitchell in the morning. Other than that, guys, have a great weekend, and as we always say right here every single time, keep your powder dry. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Wyatt. And we'll see you guys next week.
2: Yep, thanks for doing what you –